Want to change a photo? Done. Need to update your address? No problem. PowerShift is shifting the power of web design into your hands. Give us a call to schedule your free website consultation at 802-253-6287 or visit us online at www.powershift.biz. PowerShift. Local web design. Global results. It's time to get the story behind the story. Interviews with newsmakers, newsbreakers, and your phone calls. Radio Vermont presents The Mark Johnson Show. Thank you, Jim Condon. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. Thanks for tuning in. Kind of nice day out there today. Thanks for spending part of it with us. Coming up on the program this morning, do not turn your head away when you hear the next topic here. In our second hour this morning, we're going to talk a little bit about death. Uh, you know, I know you're thinking, oh, well, I'll go find something else. I'll go out in the garden, find something else to do. But it's an important topic. And what we're going to really focus on here is maybe some of the things that you should do before you uh, take that uh, ultimate departure here. We're going to be joined uh, by Nina Thompson, who was on the program before, has a project called Wake Up to Dying. And uh, she'll join us in our second hour to tell us some tales some stories that she's heard from uh, some Vermonters, and also uh, we'll talk about this exhibit that she had here in Vermont a little bit time back that I hope many of you had the opportunity to go and attend and to hear some of the uh, some of the audio stories. They, they kind of did this, she did this a little bit like you've heard on uh, public radio, they do that story core thing where people go into a booth and record things. So we're going to chat with her about uh, you know, what it all means. And, uh, you know, we'll solve the great mystery of life coming up in hour number two. See, what that gets Kristen Carlson, who's our first guest here this morning, off the hook because uh, she's not going to have to answer that uh, total question here. Kristen is joining us here this morning. Of course, uh, you know her from her days at WCAX, where she uh, uh, was a reporter there, state house reporter for a while. Then uh, she took over the job, one of the co-hosts of The 30 and uh, then she has uh, departed the station, has gone over to Green Mountain Power. Now she is going to be back on the airwaves starting tomorrow night on PBS at uh, 8.30 p.m. This is going to be after Vermont this week, after Washington Week in Review, which will be followed by Connect uh, dot 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 with Kristen Carlson. Thanks for joining us this morning. It's great to be here, Mark. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm happy that uh, it's an important conversation about death, but glad to be talking about this. So what happens between the three dots here? That's exactly the conversation that happens. I like how you said the dots. I was thinking you would just be really like, connect, pause. But, you know, I like actually naming the dots. So how did this all come about? Tell us what's the story here. So as you sort of said, I'd been at CAX for about 14 years, loved it, loved reporting, um, covered state house political things and then helped start the 30 which really started from a point of vermonters wanting more more in depth more conversations then was approached by green mountain power to work for them as you know was really motivated by the innovative work they're doing to help customers and be on the leading edge of of new innovations then i got a call from vermont pbs saying that they were starting uh, a new show and it really resonated with me. But my first reaction was I said no on the phone because I just felt like I have a full-time plus job. I have a four-year-old daughter and a family. And I just thought 
you know what, no, I, I can't do this. I can't give 100% to this and 100% to this. And I went home that night and I was, it was totally out of the blue. And I went home and I told my husband about it. And the more I talked, he, he said to me, he's like, Kristen, you really want to do this. You miss, you miss reporting. You miss telling people's stories. You really want to do this. And I said, oh my gosh, I do. Is this crazy? And I was very fortunate. He said, you know, we're going to support you. It'll be fine. We'll make this work. I emailed Mary Powell, uh, the CEO of Green Mountain Power and, and talked to her and said, I have this opportunity. It will mean it will take me away from work sometimes. It will mean some divided focus at times. And she said, I know you have a passion for this, Kristen, and I support it. So I called back PBS and said I was interested. Good opening negotiating position to say no. Oh, <laughs> That wasn't my intent, but yes, it was so clever of me, wasn't it, Mark? So who's going to be on the show? So um, after I leave here, we're going to tape two of the first episodes. The um, the two folks I'm interviewing, one, uh, your listeners will know very well, Jeff Amistoy. He is a former Supreme Court Chief Justice, former Attorney General, and he's led an interesting life, native Vermonter, raised his family here in Vermont, has some beautiful girls who are, three girls who are off doing interesting things, one of them still in Vermont. He has a new book out that is actually really interesting that looks at um, the issue of slavery and how a lawyer um, tried to address it back then, taking on... Um, uh, taking on... I'm blanking on... I should have had more notes. Blank... You're looking at okay. I know what it was. He he took on the he took on um, prosecuting the Confederate president, and so it looks at that now to get back from the desert back to Jefferson the main, Davis. Yeah, back to the main point. Thank you, thank you. Is so that'll be uh, one of our. I know I'm getting the eyes from Mark, but that will be one of our first guests, and I think he illustrates why he's a good guest because he's helped shape Vermont because of the landmark civil unions ruling. I want to talk to him in the context of the Vermont um, leading the way, which is now led to marriage equality for all across the country in the Supreme Court, and I think he has an interesting story to tell about his time. The other person who we're going to interview today, who I think will be the actual first episode that airs tomorrow, is a woman in Burlington who is starting to found the first NAACP chapter in Vermont. Vermont is the last state, I believe, to have an NAACP chapter, and it just seemed interesting to talk to her about her story. Why was this needed? What has her experience been like? It's fascinating. Her mother founded, um, her mother was the president of the Louisiana chapter of the NAACP. So we're really seeking out just interesting Vermonters who can share their stories about how Vermont has shaped them and how they've shaped Vermont. You're going to ask Jeff Am a story about the famous bicycle incident? I will now. No, I just made it up, so don't make sure you don't ask me about it. <laughs> so is it one guest a show? So it's the thing I love about this, and I think you know this about me, it, it's very flexible and whatever makes sense. So I see a lot of opportunity. We're going to go on the road. We're going to go on location to different places. I'm interested. Uh, Warren Kimball, a famous Vermont folk artist, has a new exhibit out, and we might go to his studio. We might visit him where he is to see how that shapes who he is and how it shapes the state. I mean, what this what this show is not is another political show. I think there's a lot of good shows who are already doing that really well. You tackle a lot of the political topics. Vermont This Week on Vermont PBS does that. This is more about the connections we have as Vermonters. What are cool things that are Vermonters doing? And how is that shaping the state and the conversation? And you know, Mark, I mean, when you talk to people, 
you just start that that interview and there's so many layers to what makes people who they are and the influence and the impact they can have just from starting a conversation half hour show hour show it's going to be a half hour show and it's like i said it's friday's 8 30 it's going to be a half hour there's i could envision having two guests you know i think uh seven days the the two strong leading founders women of seven days are coming up on a 20-year anniversary Pamela Polston, Paula Routley, I could see interviewing both of them together because they're such powerhouses. I mean, if you had Ben and Jerry, maybe they could be together. Um, although I think I'm trying to actually find people who maybe haven't been highlighted or put in the spotlight as much. I don't want to duplicate what's already happening. I kind of want to seek out people who maybe aren't being put in the spotlight as much and maybe have a story to tell that isn't out there right now. So it sounds like it's more... It's not hard news, but it's kind of hard news. I mean, Pamela and Paula, you know, 20th anniversary, that's news. Yeah, that would actually be really news. I also think the, you know, the founding of Vermont's first NAACP chapter is news. And I think that is something that the news will cover. But I'm more interested in learning about her, what led her on this path. What does she think of what's happening in Vermont? What can be improved? So I think there will be things that are tied, something topical. For example, Jeff Amos' story with the, the marriage equality ruling he is tied to something topical, but when you dig into his story, there's a lot more there to be told. And especially with this new book coming out, he has more to talk about. So I think it, you know, I'm always going to just come from a perspective of a little more casual, I think, more of like a kitchen conversation. I think, you know, when it comes to talking to Governor Shumlin and the Attorney General, that's that's happening. I don't need to duplicate that. But what I can do is say, what's your story on a more personal level and more in depth? All right. So, um, and questions have come up about this. Let's talk about this line here between journalism and, and public relations. There clearly is one, right? Yes. And where where do you draw it? So, I see this as just a great opportunity to highlight Vermonters. I'm not, we're not going to delve into energy policy. We're not going to delve into the political dynamic of who's running for governor. I think it's more about me being a native Vermonter, someone who loves this state, sharing the stories of other Vermonters. Okay, but you never know where a conversation's going to go in an interview. That's true. So how do you deal with that potential conflict and not getting into areas you don't want to get into? So, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with just who I am and how I would talk to people. So, for example, I do a lot of the pre-interviews with people, talk to them about what we're going to talk about. And if I get into an area where I think, okay, this might feel a little, mm, then we just won't do it. Okay. But that's going to remove a number of topics. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, wind power might be a tough topic to, to have any guest at all about. Yeah. And see, I think about it more from, I'm not looking to have uh, like an issue. I'm more looking at people. So people who are doing interesting things. So for example, you know, and I think about, you know, maybe there's a town clerk who's retiring after four decades or a new town clerk who's just starting or someone. So We'll get at the interesting issues, but I'm not going to come at it from, okay, today's topic is going to be, you know, I see an American flag, the American flag, and who supports it, and what about this? No, it's more just a conversation. You know, I think the good thing about Vermonters is that we're having this conversation. People are raising the question. The show hasn't even started. So I encourage people to tune in and, and check it out for themselves. But, I mean, you agree that there's a, there's a problem and that there needs to be a line there. Well... Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right, Mark. And I think, you know, 
I will not interview Mary Powell. I'm not going to do energy policy. I mean, this show is really about Vermonters and the cool things that Vermonters are doing. You know, for example, I worked at CIX for 14 years. My mother worked at Green Mountain Coffee Roasters. I didn't do stories about Green Mountain Coffee Roasters. If the conversation was happening in the newsroom, I would leave. I think there's things that I've always done in my career that are ethical and that people can point to. And it's just, this is really about how do I look at someone who has an interesting story and help them share it in a different way and so far the good news is the response has been really good because I think Vermonters crave more of this in-depth local content which is what's needed your show provides it I think there's a couple other shows who do it really well too but I think there's always an avenue for more more of that local content more more connection about what are Vermonters doing that would spark someone's interest and let them know about a new path. Maybe someone living in Barton has hasn't experienced racism, doesn't understand this woman's perspective. And so I think the chance to give her half an hour to talk about that, what she's trying to accomplish with this goal of starting this NAACP chapter has a lot of value for the state. I, I guess the difference in the example you gave with your mother in Green Mountain Power is that there's a whole other newsroom of people that you could then turn to and have them do the story. I mean, with you, there's there's really only one host. So I think if there was an awesome guest, I'll give them to you. All right. I, I could always fill in for you, I guess. If you have any comments or questions this morning for Kristen Carlson, you can join us at 244-1777 is our local number. Toll-free 877-291-8255. Was there any, ever any thought to doing this show live, taking calls, things like that? That's actually a great idea. And I, I actually would be interested in doing that. A while ago when I was at uh, CIX, I hosted a show um, that was called Public Square at Vermont PBS, and they did yeah. do live calls. But again, I, I, I like the idea of interacting with the public, but maybe doing it in a different way. So I see a lot of opportunity with this show, you know, to elicit questions and suggestions through social media on Twitter and Facebook if people want to interact and say hey here's who you should have on I'm also going to be seeking out ideas for who to have on and I'm also going to be seeking out questions that people might have I might say look I'm having this guest on what do you want to know do you have any questions I also see a lot of opportunity to go out in the field and do a lot of these stories and a lot of these interviews in the place that has shaped the person did you watch Fran Stoddard show when she did it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, how's it going to be different than that? So I think it's it's a, her show was good. Like I liked it. I respect Fran Stoddard, and um, I think she's a great reporter and journalist. I think this is going to be different because it's going to go on the road more, going to have more interaction. But I think it it all draws from the same bones and the same strengths. Whether it's the thirty, which was sort of starting down that path that I loved about five minute interviews, whether it's your show, whether it's things that are done at at VPR. I think we're all building around the same bones, which is a stronger community. So. I'm I'm less focused on how is this, this, and this, this is more just setting my own path, finding interesting guests, and letting Vermonters hear from them. So are you going to find the guests? Is PBS going to do it? How's that going to work? So mostly I'll find the guests. I, I'm partnering with a producer over there, Joe Marone, who's also going to help, and it's a collaboration, but I had a pretty strong hand in sort of starting us out. Talk about the 30 a little bit, your experience there, what that maybe will bring to the table on this. And, and I guess maybe how did that show improve in the time that you were there? 
So a lot. And that's one of the things I've been saying as we get ready for this new show. Is everything going to be perfect when we go on the air tomorrow? No. Are we still going to be tweaking things and sets and camera angles and all of that? Yes. I just think it's important to start and then improve as you go. To answer your question about the 30, that really started from, and that I was covering politics, and we had heard from a lot of Vermonters and viewers who said we want more. So we appreciate hearing the the 20 second sound and the stories and and having that kind of news view of it, but we want to hear more from Vermonters. So we started the 30, which for folks who aren't familiar with it, we usually have about three guests on about five, six minutes each. And it's a chance to have a little bit more of a robust conversation around the person. Like Chief Sherling was on the other day, Burlington Police Chief who's retiring. It's a chance to get at more than maybe what you could in a story or get at it in a different way. So when we started that show, it was a new concept. There was nothing like that on the air here and I think we learned a lot about how to get out the meat of the questions quicker in that five minute time period you know there's a difference mark when you have an hour with someone or you have five minutes with someone I think we just learned logistically that there were some technical problems so we would figure out okay if we're doing the interview here the camera angle doesn't have time to get there so sometimes I'd be standing talking with no camera and there are these little glitches but mostly I just learned that Vermonters appreciate the chance to hear from people directly and to hear in an unedited way what they're saying. And I think there's a huge value, and I used to do this as a reporter, to including, when I would do a story for the 6 o'clock news, to including my question and then the person's answer. Because sometimes just the answer without the context of the question can leave out a piece of the puzzle for people. Because it can, for example, if it's a politician, it can let them know that they didn't really answer the question without you having to say it. They can they can assign their own judgment to it. And so I think I learned that people like that. They like that format. And this is building on that. Are these going to be edited interviews or are they going to be the whole just straight from uh, straight. flag to flag? Straight flag to flag, um, live to tape. So I do like your idea, though, of trying to do some maybe live at the time, maybe with an audience, I think would be great if we could incorporate an audience, audience questions, if the if the guest warrants it and it makes sense. But for the most part, these are going to be live to tape and just whatever happens, happens. Okay, so I guess the other question too is, that, I mean, you are aware, as am I, that a lot of budget cuts are being talked about. How, how on earth is uh, public TV doing this program? I mean, are you doing this for free or what? So I actually don't know the financials of how Vermont PBS is paying for this. I do know that they had a... But you had to have asked. Come on. I actually haven't. Really? Okay. I mean, you're taking a job there with uh, potentially a precarious financial situation you didn't ask. So for me, I'm actually not motivated by that. I'm more motivated by the opportunity to do the show. And that's always what's driven me and motivated me is what drives me. And so when looking at doing this, for me, it wasn't a financial decision. It was more a passion decision. And that's what's always led me is my gut and just doing what feels right. So for me, the value is just the chance to chat with people. And and even just pre-interviewing the two guests that I did, it was really invigorating. And I learned so much more. Tell me about the value of the pre-interview, which honestly I don't have time to do. And I, I've always not wanted to do pre-interviews because uh, I think there's something about the spontaneity of not doing that. So what's the what do you see the wisdom of doing that? So I like to do the pre-interview for a couple of reasons. And what all the pre-interview is, is you call the person, you have a little chat, and you just sort of talk to them. And I think for me, I want to make sure that I don't miss something 
that I, I don't do the interview and then they leave and they say, well, gosh, Kristen, it was a shame you didn't ask me about my maternity. The bike incident. Exactly. Oh, you didn't ask me about the bike incident. I'm like, oh, no. And one of my favorite questions when I was a reporter, when I would be doing a taped interview, and I would say at the end of it, you know, we'd do the interview, I'd, oh, I'd research, I'd have all my questions and I'd think I'm doing a good job. And then at the end of the interview, I would say, is there anything I didn't ask you that you want to add? And you just let it breathe. And I can't tell you, Mark, how many times that's when you got the best answer. So I think sometimes, you know, I want to make sure that they understand the show. It's a new show. I really appreciate these two folks doing this, being the first one. So I wanted them to just understand what it was. There's no really template to show them what it is. So I just wanted to, we're going to incorporate video a lot. Um, I went into some file video of Jeff Amistor. I got some really great stuff from when he was first elected uh, attorney general. So I think that's one of the rich resources we can go to. But I want to just know main topics to cover. But I also love the spontaneity because the thing about when you're doing something live is you can only plan so much and then you have to just go with your gut. And you know when you have a good line of questioning or a thing that's interesting that you think Vermonters are going to like, you just keep going down that path no matter what you had planned. Right. Sounds like kind of a daily thing. All right, let's uh, head to Montpelier. Dave, good morning. You're in the air with Kristen Carlson. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Kristen. I read that blog post from uh, Vermont Political Observer last night, too. And I'm just going to pole vault the question if VPTV is in the budget doldrums right now, who's underwriting this show? Is it Kristen Carlson's employer, Green Mountain Power? And if so, doesn't that give them the ability to shape public opinion around Green Mountain Power policies via Ms. Carlson. Yeah, so David... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, so thanks so much for calling. So I just want to be completely clear. Green Mountain Power is not underwriting that program and I always love it when people call or just want to confirm something before they put it out there, but I will be very clear that they are not. But in your capacity as a spokesperson, a paid spokesperson for Green Mountain Power, is it possible that you can fully recuse yourself in your capacity as the host of this TV show from your employer? Uh, you know, I mean, we can set up any, any number of hypotheticals where, you, where your TV show might be in conflict with Green Mountain Power's goals and aims. So, I mean, I'm just I'm sort of echo-chambering what John Walters wrote yesterday. The question kind of needs to be asked is how, what's the, what's the, the distance, yeah. what's the hangout? And I don't see it. And again, Mark asked the question, how in, in these declining fund times, how does this new launch roll out? So those are great questions. I mean, I think the one thing I would just encourage folks is to watch. I mean, I love having this hypothetical conversation about what if something could happen and what if this. I think people who know my career at CX know I'm a passionate reporter. And I think even sure. being at GMP, that's where my passion lies. And I really love interviewing people and getting at the substance of a story and the substance of a person. And I think this is one of those kitchen table conversation shows that people will walk away learning something new about the person and learning something new about why they love their state and what makes their state great. That's true, too, but I'm also, you know, uncomfortably aware that Westinghouse owns NBC, and Westinghouse never aired any shows about the dangers of nuclear power, and that's the kind of hangout that I'm talking about, okay? No doubt yeah. there were lots of good reporters working for NBC at the same time, but, but, and the but is right there, and we know what it is, so I'm just saying... 
to stay no, in the sight. It's, I, I actually, think it needs to be fun. He just yeah. needs to be aired out there. No, I think it's I think it's a really good point, Dave, and and I, I actually love that people are that passionate and are that concerned and are focusing on that. I think sure, when sure. you watch the show, you're going to walk away with just new information about really interesting things Vermonters are doing, and oh, no, it no. will it will mitigate any questions okay. folks have. All righty, Kristen. Well, what we did to add. Thank you for your call, Dave. 244-1777. That's our local number in central Vermont. You can also reach us toll-free at 877-291-8255. We've been talking with Kristen Carlson. She's going to start hosting starting tomorrow night. Connect with Kristen Carlson. It's a uh, program that will be running on Vermont PBS, uh, running at 8.30 p.m. It's going to be a half-an-hour show and uh, feature interviews with uh, Vermonters. Let's go down to Randolph. John, good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing great, folks. How you doing? Good. Hey, Kristen, I, I, I just, um, you know, admire you for, for doing what you're doing. And I think we're going to have to call you the Charlie Rose of Vermont because, uh, as we all know, Charlie does the CBS morning show and has his thing on PBS as well. And I think he's shown that there, you know, there's a, um, a good division between his, you know, loyalties there. And it's just, you know, straight news or talk or whatever. But, uh, I, I've just uh, uh, wanted to say, you know, congratulations. I look forward to seeing all your shows. Oh, John, and, thank you so much. And without taking up all, all the time, but um, I just want to know if we had some interesting topics or people for you to uh, uh, sh share with you, how, how would we get in touch with you? So there's a couple ways you can get in touch with me. I have my, uh, there's an email that you can go to. It's connect at Vermont, and that's spelled out. So connect at vermontpbs.org. And we'd love input. We'd love guest suggestions. We'd love feedback on how we're doing. Um, all of that would be awesome. Great, great. All right, thanks so much. Have a great day. Thanks for your call. 244-1777, toll-free, 877-291-8255. Let's go to Burlington. Andy, good morning. Good morning. How are you? You know Good, I can't is. hear you very well, but Kristen and I just, <laughs> of course, Kristen and I worked together at Channel 3 for years, and uh, Kristen, I just, I, I started laughing because you were talking about kind of thinking on your feet as a, a live interview happens. Have you ever had this happen, or you've driven halfway across the state to talk to somebody, it's a good story, and, and the person comes out and says, and sees all the camera gear yeah. being unloaded and set up, and says, oh, I didn't want to be on television. Oh. <laughs> Did that ever happen to you? Oh, Andy, first of all, it's awesome to hear your voice, and Andy was an incredible friend and colleague. We worked together on the weekends for quite some time, and as you know, Mark, Andy has a great journalism career as well. And it is true. It is funny. We'd have these great conversations with people. I'd say, I'm Kristen Carlson from WCIX, and we'll see you. And we'd show up, and they'd say, oh, I wanted to talk to you, but not on camera. And I said, well, the camera's my friend. So <laughs> you had that happen to you, right? It just You have to employ negotiating skills sometimes in that job just to get people to go on and I've had that happen I mean a couple of times where they just wouldn't do it and I, I say buddy you know what this is what we do okay and it's just phenomenal sometimes you have to uh, really really use your head just to get through the day yeah. So, anyway, it's a pleasure. It has been a pleasure for sure. I know this is going to be a very good show. 
So, Andy, let me let me ask you the question that's come up in connection with this. Uh, you know, because you're a pretty, I would say, straight news guy. Um, does it bother you at all that you've got the host of this show that works for the state's largest electric company? Well, I'm really having a hard time hearing you on this cell phone. Okay, I was asking about this conflict with GMP. Oh, a, a conflict? Yeah. With with Kristen working there and then hosting this show, do you see? Is that a? Do yeah, you see I'm that as a? Turn my radio on here. I just can't hear you through the phone. Oh, okay, sorry. All right, well, th- Andy, thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Let's move on to uh, Johnson. Derek, how are you this morning? <laughs> oh no! All right, uh, you can give us a jingle back two four four seventeen. See, this is what happens if you do the show live. This is what potentially can happen to you. You can actually. Sometimes even guests like will walk away and disappear on you. So, yeah, Mark, let me ask you, what have you learned about uh, yourself and the show over the last few decades? Uh, t- too much to even uh, comprehend. <laughs> I-, I actually learn something every day from listeners. I learn a fun fact. I actually do learn something about myself every day. Uh, and being uh, able to uh, think spontaneously is certainly one of them. And then the, one of the great things that happens is when I get into a situation like that, Maggie from Burlington calls. Good morning, Maggie. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Kristen. How are you both? Great. Good. Um, Mark, as you know, I was, I don't think Kristen knows this, but I was a journalist in Connecticut for seven years. And I was listening to your discussion, and I think this is very much the model for the print, original model for print newspaper. And in my time as a journalist, I had some awards from New England Press Association for breaking stories. But the stories that people connected with the most were the feature pieces that I did. People like Arthur Miller, Robert Anderson, playwright, all different actors and actresses that lived in that area of western Connecticut and contributed back to the local economy in their volunteer work. Um, Sam Waterston, television actor, did a lot of volunteer work for the local community. And people, that really resonated with them. They, They wanted to know different people that had helped Changed the landscape. Uh, Dion von Furstenberg, I interviewed her, and she had donated entire costuming to a local play for the, for the high school. Uh, just wonderful, wonderful things, and people love that. And and this piece, you know, this show that you're talking about, Kristen, sounds really like the heart of what a lot of Vermonters want to know. You know, it's interesting you say that because uh, I get the same feedback on interviews that we do on this program. We do a lot of political interviews, but the ones that people mention are the, you know, the person who's uh, recovered from a drug addiction or from a stroke or some, you know, incredible adversity. I, exactly. I remember. I mean, yeah. I did a, a feature piece on the director of hospice, and I had so many notes back on that because they didn't know what it entailed to get that training, how she directed the volunteers, um, what a you know, a grief workshop was like, oh, I mean, people want to know these things and a regular news story doesn't get that. And, I, you know, that really resonates with me because, Mark, I remember one of your most powerful interviews I listened to was when you talked to Kathy, who had, her son died by suicide. And Lamberton. Lamberton, yeah, I was going to use her, but Kathy Lamberton. And, and it was such, 
that interview stays with me and helps shape me and how I how I think about things and her choice to move forward and with with dignity. So, um, you know, I love it when you hold the politicians accountable, but I also think there is that value of of hearing these personal stories from Vermonters. Thank you for your call. Um, I'm sorry. You had something you're else very, you You're very welcome, Mark and Kristen. Kristen, wonderful you're doing this show. 244-1777, toll-free 877-291-8255. Let's go next to Walden. Michael, good morning. Good morning. I'm, I'm just absolutely flabbergasted that we're even, we're even posing the question of whether or not this is a conflict of interest. I mean, <laughs> of course it is. I mean, Kristen, when she jumped from, you know, covering Green Mountain Power taking a corporate job with Green Mountain Power and then and proclaiming how wonderful it was when she was a reporter, how great it was to cover them and then take a job with them, that pretty much should have, in, in the normal world, that should have ended her journalism career in the state. And the fact that Vermont Power Elite, once again, is going to protect its own, and even, even, I can't imagine that someone would even suggest that this would be a possibility, that you could go from a journalist to working for someone you covered, and then at the same time you're, you're now working for the corporations, you're now going to jump back and also at the same time be a journalist, and then we're going to pose the question, is this a conflict of interest? I mean, really? Is the earth round? Come on. This cannot happen. There are so many talented people out there that don't have this conflict that are true journalists or want to be true journalists or have the talent that should be... Um, serving as true journalists, why do why does the Vermont Power Elite continue to allow this to happen and undermine the credibility of of Vermont journalism and our democracy? And 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 if, if this is going to continue, I, I I personally will be doing everything I can to boycott this show and boycott Vermont Public Television until this show is off the air and they have true journalists providing true information, not corporate flack. And let me just suggest, if it does go on, if Kristen does go on the air, I would like to see her invite Annette Smith um, or other real, real critics of Green Mountain Power to sit down and have a discussion with her on PBS about that. What do you say about that, Kristen? Thanks for your call, Michael. So, first of all, thank you for the call, Michael. I'll do a couple things. One, you know, if you want to talk to me more about your concerns, I would love to meet you for coffee, or you can call my cell phone anytime, which is 802 802- Two two nine eight two zero zero. Again, it's eight zero two 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 nine eight two zero zero. You can call me anytime. You know, it's funny. Um, I appreciate the concern and, and the passion behind the concern. I think anyone who saw my track record of everything I covered, I was known as a tough and very fair reporter. And I think that uh, there's some stories I did that were very tough if you look at my career and my record. Really, this is about highlighting the story of Vermonters and what they're doing. And there's a lot of good shows that are out there that are doing some of that more political, edgy, uh, important conversations. This one's really like a kitchen conversation with folks. Like I said, Kathy would have been a wonderful interview, the woman whose son died by suicide. So this is really about that and that conversation. I would encourage you, I, I hear your concern and, and your passion. I would encourage you that to be informed why don't you just check out one or two of the shows and then if you still feel that this is inappropriate or doing something that you're not in support of, I definitely would love to hear from you and I'm sure Vermont PBS would as well. 
You know, I guess, though, this has, and I, I mean, I hear Michael's concerns. I mean, I, I think this has a lot less to do with you as an individual, with uh, what your job is and this situation that this just sets up. I mean, if you look at this from 5,000 feet, there's, there, it isn't a question whether there's a conflict. There is a conflict. It's just a question of how it gets managed. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Let's uh, go to Johnson. Eric, good morning. Hey, good morning, Mark and Kristen. I guess I got cut off earlier, but anyways, uh, you know, I was so excited to hear Kristen's voice on your show a couple weeks ago talking about the Green Mountain Power battery. But the, the reason I was excited is because she, she should be a journalist, but she's working for a company, and to now go back and say she's a journalist while she's still being employed by Green Mountain Power is absolutely a conflict. And she should be hired by... Um, by you guys or CAX, but not not Green Mountain Power. If she's going to do a Green Mountain Power show, that, that should be up front. You say, hey, Green Mountain Power wants to put on a 30-minute advertisement about Vermonters. That's how it, it just, this isn't going to work. It's not okay. Thanks, Eric. Thank you for your call. 244-1777. That's our local number in central Vermont. Toll free, you can reach us at 877-291-8255. So tomorrow night's guest, Jeff Amistoy, is that? No, I think we might start with the woman from the NAACP. Okay, and what's her name? It's Mary Gigliori Brown, and she lives in Burlington. Okay, all right. And then the next week, presumably, is the, the Jeff Amistoy yes. one? yep. Okay. Is there anything else that I haven't asked you that you would like to talk about before you go? No, I mean, I think I think that this conversation has been really good and that the fact that Vermonters are asking the questions are good. I would just really encourage people to tune in. I mean, a lot of, I think that, I remember when I worked at SAX, there were a lot of um, theories about how things happened and how things got covered. And really, I think people who know the people know it's just covering good stories waking up every morning trying to do your best and do really good work. And that's why I'm so excited about this show because it's going to highlight Vermonters and what they're doing, whether it's an artist like Sabre Field or Warren Kimball, or whether it's someone who's starting an NAACP chapter, a retired chief justice. These are issues that affect all of us. Um, I grew up in Worcester, Vermont. I live in Montpelier, Vermont now. My husband and I have decided to raise our daughter in Vermont and stay in Vermont because we love this state so much. Much, and we're passionate about this state and the direction of it and our neighbors. So that's what excites me the most is to share the stories of Vermonters. And if any of your listeners have any ideas or people they want to talk to, please reach out at connect at vermontpbs.org. Let us know any ideas you might have or who you might think could be a good guest. And I think if people tune in, they're going to enjoy it. They're going to learn something and they're going to walk away and feel better connected to their neighbors. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. Kristen Carlson will be uh, beginning this program starting tomorrow night at 8.30 p.m. on Vermont PBS. We'll take a short break. We'll be back. We'll take your calls. And I'd uh, love to hear from you this morning at 244-1777 is our local number. Toll free 877-291-8255. Back after this. It's